morning. We're glad to be with you. Romans chapter 8 is where we are today. This is part 40, and uh, we're just excited that we could be here sharing God's Word with you, thanking God for His goodness, His grace, His mercy, and just looking in the Word of God and finding Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, for He said the Scriptures were about Him. Praise God. Uh, today, by the way, is part 40 of chapter 8. And again, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And um, just thanking God for all of you who uh, the Lord has been able to bring back to a place of determination, a place to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, a place uh, where we walk by faith exclusively in Jesus Christ and His work at Calvary. And I know some say, well, what about the Word of God? Doesn't faith come from hearing the Word of God? And that is absolutely correct. Romans 10 and 17 tells us that. And uh, But the faith that comes is always the result of righteousness. Uh, or let me say, righteousness is always the result of the faith that comes. And that's the way we need to say it. That's biblical. It is the righteousness of faith whether it was us being initially declared righteous by God because our, with our hearts we believed under the righteous work of Christ at Calvary done there for us, or if it's daily, the fruits of our faith remaining in Christ and what he did at Calvary unto the fruits of righteousness where we're daily filled with the fruits of righteousness. And, but nevertheless, it's righteousness through that righteous work of Christ that we obtain this light, precious faith that we have, Second Peter 1 and 1. Make a note of it. Check it out. It's through righteousness that we've even obtained this faith that we have. And that's powerful. And uh, uh, again, this is part 40 of Romans chapter 8. And uh, we're going to finish Romans chapter 8 today. By, by the grace of God, and uh, if you'll do me a favor and share these teachings with your friends, co-workers, relatives, uh, so many people uh, are just starving to death for the truth. They're, they're reading their Bibles, they're, and the Bible is truth. They're, they're going to places, listening to preachers, uh, and but the Holy Spirit is always going to present God's Word in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Always. And back to what I was saying earlier. Faith comes by hearing God's word, but all of God's words are in righteousness. And I say that a lot because some people are just not getting it yet. All of the Bible, every word spoken by God is in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God... All the righteousness that's found in God's Word, it only comes through the sacrifice of Christ. Think about that. There is no other avenue through which righteousness is revealed other than the gospel. That doesn't speak of 40 years ago when you got saved and now you just have, have uh, 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 eyes to see. You do have eyes to see. But it doesn't mean everything just works out. Now, whatever you do is righteous. No, it means that each time we open our Bible, we must hear the Holy Spirit teaching us the Word of God as truth 
in righteousness. That means in the person of Jesus Christ, who is our truth, and the work he did at Calvary, which is the righteous work God stamped as approved, and he's able to justify not only us, but daily justify that which we are experiencing as righteous fruit. We need to hear that. We need to know that. We need to learn that. Most of the church world doesn't give one iota about learning anything uh, or anything. I mean, but I'm t- there are those of us in these last days who are going to be learners, which is what the word disciple means, to learners. And we're going to keep our faith in the cross till the very end that he might establish us in holiness with his grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's happening right now. There's a great reformation taking place right now. And I pray that you'd be one of those that find what God is doing now according to the word, not according to feeling and experience, but according to the word, which will bring feelings and will bring uh, uh, the will of God in your life uh, and great experience. So uh, never forget that what you just heard. All of God's words are in righteousness. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. And the gospel is the truth that liberates. If anything in your Bible is being preached, taught to you, studied by you, not tied to Christ and what He did at Calvary, the right understanding cannot be imparted. The right understanding cannot be experienced. And I I personally believe that faith cannot come until it comes in a way that it produces the fruit of righteousness in our lives. If it doesn't produce, manifest itself as the fruit of righteousness, then it didn't come. When faith comes, in turn, faith expresses the righteousness of Christ. Therefore... Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. But a false witness, even though a witness, a false witness, deceit. That which appears to be right. That which seems to be right, but it's deceitful. It's not right. It has an appearance of right. It seems right to man, but that what seems right is leading us to a place of farther and farther separation from God in a lost state or farther and farther away from God in fellowship. Think about that now. So the truth is equated with the gospel just in those verses I gave you. And all of God's word is truth if it's tied to the gospel. Even under the old covenant when they read the law, They had to sprinkle it with blood when they were through because without the blood, without our faith in the cross of Christ, his very work there at Calvary, his death, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, the death he died for you and me. Without our faith in that, we got big problems. It's not happening. Without our faith in the sacrifice of Christ, Our faith is not in the Word even when we think it is. And I want you to remember that. Some of you are learning that. And that's become real to you. But the the, the attack on your life, your ministry, will be greater than ever in the days ahead because even some of the closest people to you are going to begin to pull away 
happened to Paul. It's going to happen to you. It happened to Jesus. It's going to happen to you. It's if you, the more determined you are to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, the more and the greater the attacks are going to be in these last days. Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace on the earth. I came to send a sword. I came with a sword. I came, he, Jesus said, I come to set a man at variance against his own relatives. Mother against daughter, daughter against mother. I, I come to set it very... What is Jesus came to bring division? Jesus came to separate light from darkness. Jesus came to call those who are sick and sinners and those who would trust in Him and walk with Him and follow Him by denying themselves daily, taking up their cross, and all those others... There's a variance there. Jesus did that. Y'all quit blaming the devil. When you started trusting in this way and nothing but this way of the cross, Jesus was doing that. And Jesus is the one who brought that variance into the house because Jesus is the one who's doing the separating. Oh, yeah, the devil's involved. The flesh is involved. But Jesus said he's the one that came to set it variance, to bring that division. <clears throat> we need to remember that. So when he gives you the revelation, the illumination of his word as truth in righteousness where you are trusting, you've let all that other stuff go and now you're just clinging to that nail-scarred hand, faith in the blood and nothing else. And you have to admit your vision has become so much greater. Your fellowship with those other believers of this light, precious faith has become so precious and dear to you. But the attacks will be greater and greater, greater and greater, some even within your own home. And you have to understand this. Jesus is behind it all. He's giving you something that's worth the very variance that's there. He, let me say that again. Jesus has given us something that is far greater <clears throat> And worth holding to no matter the variance <clears throat> that he's caused in our own homes. Think about that. It will all, some of your foes, Jesus said, will be in your own house. Because he didn't come to send peace. He came to send a sword. He came with a sword. He's dividing. He's a man of war. He's dividing. He's he's bringing those that are his to this place of determination to know nothing else, to make sure oil remains in their lamps, and all others are going the way of that which only has a form but denies the power, that which love is waxing cold, that which is being okay now with the things that have always been an abomination to God. There is a whittling away. There is a separation taking place. When he comes to reign for a thousand years, he's going to see in peace then. Today, he sent a sword. Think about that. When Moses came down the mountain and said, who's on the Lord's side? Only the Levites came out. The rest of the folks stayed with the golden calf they built. And it was ground down to powder, and they had to drink the bitterness of their own works of their own hands. And that's what's happening in this New covenant life. When we reject the cross, we're having to drink the bitterness, the corruption of our own works. <clears throat> Titus chapter 1 verse 16 says, 
They profess they know God, but they're denying Him in their, their works. While we trust in anything other than the work of Christ at Calvary, we may profess we know God. We may put on a good show with hands up and tears rolling down and dancing and shouting hallelujah. But if we're not trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary, we're denying God in that which we are trusting in. Never forget that. Romans chapter 8 today, verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In all these things, he's talking about the tribulation, the distress, the persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. None of these things can separate us from the love of Christ. These things that come from the outside cannot drag us away, cannot, cannot strip the love of Christ away from us. And he goes on to say there in verse 36, As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things, <clears throat> we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, through him, I looked it up. Through, the word through means the channel of an act. The channel of an act. Through him means through something he did. And it's that which he did to manifest his love for us here. It tells us his cross. You can't get away from it. Every page, every page. The light of God on every page is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If you run from that, my friend, you're running from God into that which only appears to be the light but is really darkness. Using God's Word out of its righteous context means God is opposing us, Romans 1.18. Let me say it again. Holding God's truth in an unrighteous context, meaning we're holding it outside of its pointing to the cross of Christ means God is resisting us. Come on now. It doesn't matter what your favorite preacher says. It matters what the Word says. It doesn't matter how they try to piece Scriptures together to get our focus off and our determination away from only that of Christ and Him crucified. Remember that. What do you run to when you get in trouble? What do you run to when you're about to go through a devastating time? What is it, a cigarette? Is it some old country song? Is it some, what is it that you run to? And you can't just say, well, I run to God. Listen, if you run to God, then you run to God through the name of His Son, Jesus, through the power of Jesus and what He did at Calvary. If your faith is in the very Word, and yes, after 60 years of being saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, the only object of faith remains that of the cross of Christ today. There is no other object God has given to men for faith to work. Faith, the faith that saved you is the only faith that works for you. Don't forget that. What the Bible here says, in all these things that we don't like, the tribulations, all the famines, nakedness, all these things that could happen to you, in all these things we don't like, we remain more than conquerors through Him. That means through our faith in what He did. That channel of that act 
that loved us. Through him that loved us. And that's not, oh, I just, God loves me. And oh, no, that's through him and what he did through our faith in him and what he did to prove to us he loved us. The cross. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 tell us that the cross is the manifestation of God's love. Therefore, that means the cross is the manifestation of God because God is love. Never forget that. <clears throat> he says in verse 38, For I am persuaded. This word means I'm sold out. Got all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. I'm, I'm not waiting on something else that might come. I'm already persuaded. I'm determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. I'm not still surfing the internet trying to find something else. No, this is it. I found it. As a matter of fact, I said in my message last night, and people may not like it, may just turn me off and get rid of me, but that's okay. We all have our own choices we get to make, and I it's our prerogative to do so. But I personally do not listen to anybody that's not preaching this, uh, this particular message, using God's Word to point me to Christ and His work at Calvary. I don't listen to preachers that were before messages that were before the Reformation that began 23 years ago. I don't have time for it. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't listen to that uh, because, you know, and, 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 and you know, if, if, if ministers aren't going to open God's Word and point me through God's Word to the cross of Christ, I'm not listening to them. I'm not listening to them. I'm, I'm not living on uh, the other side of before. I'm not living in the time when I didn't know this truth, when I listened to ministers a hundred, uh, just hundreds and hundreds of preachers that never knew this. And, and really all you can do is just get up and quote the word and make people feel good unless you're being pointed to Calvary, then it becomes beyond a feeling. It becomes a reality, the experience of Christ laying hold on eternal life. Come on, somebody. It gets real when you look to Calvary. I said it gets real when you start clinging to that nail-scarred hand, that one who was slain, hallelujah, that through him is all glory and power and honor. Through him as the slain lamb, hallelujah. I don't listen to any of that because I can get in the Word myself. I can study the stories and all the things. Listen, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not telling you there's nothing wrong. I'm just telling you I don't listen to any pre-reformational messages. I listen to preachers, and I, and I, and, and, and I don't understand why preachers who claim they're preaching the cross are still referring and, and, and putting names on social media of preachers who are basically just on the platform talking psychology. I don't understand why we who claim to be ministers of reconciliation, ministers of the cross who have become determined to know nothing else are still putting psychologist names on our social media pages. That's hurting somebody, folks, because they're respecting you and what you say. So we need to be careful. Well, we can't become determined to know nothing else. That makes it look like we're excluding people. My Lord, Jesus said the road's going to be that narrow. Nobody's excluding anybody. Again, Jesus came to set at variance. And those who choose the way of the cross, which is the only avenue of righteousness, the only avenue the Holy Spirit's going to lead us down, are going to suffer being criticized, 
negative things said behind the scenes, you might as well get ready. But none of those things will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Because in the midst of all that, we're more than conquerors. Jesus conquered for us and gave us the benefits of that conquering death he provided for us at Calvary. We're more than conquerors. Think about that. Through him. There's a channel there. This is not just automatic. This, this is not the experience of Christianity. Your condition right now, the experience. I'm not talking about you being at the right hand of God in Christ right now, which you are as a Christian, your position. I'm talking about your condition that God is very much interested in and focused on now. And without faith in the sacrifice of Christ, I'm not talking about some nonchalant, well, you know I believe that. You know, No, I'm talking about is that what you are clinging to and trusting to now? Is that what you're beginning to see in the Scriptures on every page? It, because that's what the Holy Spirit is revealing. There is no truth that does not liberate to some degree. He that knows the truth shall be made free, Jesus taught. Well, that don't just mean initial liberty and freedom. That means as we are led by the Spirit, as He guides us into all truth, we become more and more liberated. Come on now. Come on now. Knowing the truth and being set free has its initial experience but it also has a daily experience. God's interested in that. God's very interested in that. It's called sanctification, the experience of sanctification, the process of sanctification. Are you involved in that? Are you just a good old church guy? Are you just a good old country girl? Are, 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 are you in just some uh, a church where your relatives have always and everything's hunky-dory and you know but there's a squabble every once in a while? Listen, are you fighting the good fight of faith? Are you hearing this truth, learning this truth, and realizing that this is what brings the variance? Even, not just between saved and lost, but even in the house of God, it will bring a variance between those who become determined to know nothing else, preach nothing else, and those who are still, they're, they're trying to build something. See, if you're trying to build something, you'll never be determined to know nothing else where he becomes the builder. If you're still uh, living under the fear of man and, and his thoughts and what they might say, if, you, if, if you're considered a part of that preacher and that preacher's ministry, same thing happened in Paul's day. Well, don't use that name around us now. We're, we're not a part of Paul now. We're, we're not a, no, they were preaching Christ. You know, we're not a part of Paul now. And they will always be held in bondage, in contention. They will always be... If you're trying to build something, that's why you're not preaching the message and the narrowness that it is written in the Bible. If we're trying to remain in control of our congregations, that's why we're not preaching the message of the cross as we should be and we haven't become as narrow-minded as the way is. Because we're still valuing what men think. What money 
could do. What did you, you got to count it all dung, my friend, and get all in. You got to count all that dung and get all in. We lose control and the Holy Spirit gains control when we begin to minister nothing but the Word of God in its truthful and righteous context. And anybody who comes along with words that would be contrary to what I'm saying, this the narrowness of this gospel, those are only words of men's wisdom. Every word in the Bible is important. Every word God ever spoke holds life in it. The Word of God holds life in it. But this life we have, the Bible says that righteousness, let's scroll way back up if we can see this. Verse 10 in this same 8th chapter of Romans says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Think about that. Our spirit is alive because of righteousness. And the experience of life, the laying hold on eternal life, is when we're living by faith, from faith to faith, as the righteousness of God is being revealed to us from faith to faith. Faith that comes by hearing the Word of God in its gospel context to faith that comes by hearing the Word of God in its righteous context, which is only revealed in the gospel. In the gospel. Any message that doesn't point to Christ and His work at Calvary is a message without power. It's a message without power. You better be careful, these people you're listening to who are always talking about you have to have the anointing. You have to have the anointing. The Bible says the truth is the anointing. And for the power of Christ to rest upon us, we must trust in God's grace that only comes through our faith, our trust in His work at Calvary. Grace does not come through any other avenue. It does not come through any other avenue except our faith in Christ's atoning sacrificial work on the cross. I want you never to forget that. He says in verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, verse 39, nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This love of Christ we can't be separated from is through Him that loved us which speaks of in Him, the cross, through Him, that channel of an act, through, that's what that, I looked it up, you look it up, I pray you will, the word through there again means the channel of an act, an act took place, and through that act that Jesus loved us, the act of Him laying His life down, our faith in that, nothing can separate us from the outside cannot tie a rope around my neck and drag me away. But I can choose. Don't listen to ministers that say, even if you choose not to serve Christ, you're still serving Christ. Uh, don't listen to ministers that say, even if your faith is not in the cross, uh, uh, that, that 
you're still he's still conforming you because that's that's not biblical. As long as our faith is in Christ and in his work at Calvary, we are walking in him. And as we walk in him, we're going to then and only then be conformed by him. Never forget that. But the place where there's no separation is in Christ. And the Bible in Colossians 2 and 6 tells us that as we have received the Lord Jesus Christ, so just like that, the Bible says, walk ye in him. So the only way we're actually walking with Christ is if we're walking in him. And to walk in him is to maintain our faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. And I know what Christians think. The same thing I did when I began to listen to this message some 14, 15 years ago. If this is true, if this is really true, then the church has been sick beyond what we could have ever imagined for not just decades, my friend, but for centuries, for a long time. The church has been sick. Let me give you this before we quit today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, No man can see the Lord without holiness. That means if holiness is not our fruit, no man can see the Lord in and through our ministries. And the Bible teaches all of what I'm about to say, all of what I'm about to say in Romans chapter 6, that the fruit of righteousness is only taking place in my life when my faith is in that which made me a servant of righteousness. And the righteousness, the fruit of righteousness is the only fruit that is unto holiness. And without following after peace and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That means when my faith, all those years as a Christian, that I was trusting in this, teaching this, and, and trying to get people to do these things so that God would deliver and, and show His power on their behalf. Grace, grace. Do you understand what that means? That means I, I wasn't telling them the avenue that God works in. Do, do you understand that? I, all those years that, that we were trusting in something other than the work of Christ at Calvary, there could be no righteous fruit. And if there's no righteous fruit, righteous fruit is the only fruit that's unto holy fruit. It's all taught in Romans chapter 6 in plain kindergarten English. And if there is no fruit of holiness, no one can see the Lord. And that's why we've not known this for centuries as a church. It's about 23 years ago, this began to move its way into the church. Thank God for that. And I hate it for all those who will reject it. But if we don't know this, we'll start calling holiness the length of our sleeves or the length of our hair or makeup or no makeup. We'll start calling holiness what we're doing instead of holiness being that what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through us, through our faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. See, if we don't know this, we have to start making things up. And in, in making things up, using Scripture, perverting God's Word, just but, and our way will be perverted in the eyes of God. Now, I want you to think about that. This is our last session 
on chapter 8. And I won't leave you with this. All those years that we were trusting in anything other than the cross of Christ, there was no fruit of righteousness. We were righteous, but there was no fruit of righteousness. I go back to Galatians chapter 2 all the time when Peter jumped into the boat of hypocrisy and had to be rebuked by Paul. He was still just in his position, but he'd moved away from his from what God justified as expression. He moved away from the only avenue provided to be able to express the fruits of righteousness and God could no, be God could no longer be seen in Peter. Peter had to be rebuked by Paul to get Peter back to the path of the just where he's trusting only in the work of Christ. That's what Paul is preaching to Peter and those there in that second chapter that he's telling the church in Galatia he preached to them about while they were in Antioch. You need to think about that. When Peter got away from the path of justification going back to trust in through fear what he had believed before he the bible says he was to blame the bible said he caused a dissimulation something deceitful and deceptive and in that, there could be no fruit of righteousness. And no fruit of righteousness, there can be no fruit of holiness. And in no fruit of holiness, the Lord can't be seen. See, those who want a true move of God are going to hear the Scriptures. They're going to hear. See, that, and I've got to close, but that's what made the difference when Jesus showed up on the planet. Those who were still holding the Word of God, looking for a Messiah in the Word, recognized Jesus. Those who were after something else other than the Messiah couldn't get beyond themselves. Have you moved beyond yourself today and what you think you have to do? Have you surrendered to the truth of Christ and Him crucified? And I'm not talking to people who are lost. If you're lost, you just need to believe that Jesus died for your sins from the heart. Accept Him as your Savior. I'm talking to Christians today too. Have you surrendered again today? Because we're no longer in yesterday. Have you denied yourself today and taken up your cross? That means never moving your faith from the work of Christ, the death of Jesus, for all the grace that you need today. It's been a great eighth chapter of Romans. It's been 20 weeks at least. We do two of these sessions a week. This was part 40. So I encourage you to go back on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and day by day, verse by verse, let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit who is truth, 1 John 5 and 6, reveal to you and guide you in all truth. We love you. God bless you. Pray for us. Sow into the ministry. Help us reach farther and farther and farther. And until next time, we love you. And make sure that you stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.